Hello and welcome to another episode of Character Transplant. I'm your host, Dr. Zach. And I'm Dr. Daniel. A doctor of pigeons. Pigeons, you say? Yes. Right, so you're an aviary doctor. No, 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 no. no, Just pigeons. Just pigeons. I see, I see. Well, I'm a doctor of physics this week. Physics and pigeons. Well, just straight up physics. Straight up physics. Just, I understand physics flawlessly this week. I am definitely 100% across the board on all physics. So we're playing the suckers game. I apologize. It's obviously we're talking about Pigeon Boy. The short run Australian animated show. We never, ever speak of Pigeon Boy. Pigeon Boy. No. You know what always struck me as strange about Pigeon Boy? What? The clothes. <laughs> so you know you know how we're wearing clothes? Yes. And when we walk forward, our clothes move with us? Yes. All of the clothes on Pigeon Boy moved as if the, f- the fabric was part of a background. So one person would step to the left and their entire shirt would change pattern. Huh. That's a problem all in and of itself. Yes, it is. So, this is probably the longest time getting to this, but if you've never seen the show before, sometimes we take a character, throw them in the back of a van. Take that character down to downtown. downtown. Downtown? Downtown. To Funky Town? No, just to downtown. Oh, well, Funky Town's a short left. We should really go to Funky Town sometimes. No. Because it's Funky Town. We never go to Funky Town. Won't you take me to Funky Town? No. Won't you take me to Funky Town? Look, downtown is a hell of a place. I don't know the rest of that one. So we're just going to have to go downtown, take a left, go around Funky Town. <laughs> go down to Uptown. And go up to downtown? Yes. Yeah, And then go back to downtown. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then who sings the song downtown? Is it Adele? The downtown. I'm pretty sure it's Sinatra. Sinatra? Then we go past Sinatra's place, give him a high five. He's dead, man. We, we high five his dead corpse or Sinatra Jr.? Or Michael Bublé, who's hanging out at Sinatra's house for some reason. Damn straight. <laughs> <laughs> if, if Michael Bublé could hang out anyway, it would be at Sinatra's place. Maybe that's where his cave is. No, no, no. His, his cave is on um, 29th and Lex. Ah, of course. I should have known that. <laughs> this is going nowhere. Then we go to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> this is going nowhere. Fuck it. We're going to Mars. Mars. And then we ask NASA how much money it would cost them to get to Mars and give that to them. It's a buck fifty. Why well, that easy? It's not tree feeding. No. Okay, a buck fifty. We can give we can give Mars a dollar. Give Mars a dollar fifty. Leave it there for NASA to find. Exactly. <laughs> so and then kick the characters out. Yeah, pretty much get rid of them. So if you, as Daniel likes to put, if you're playing the game that you that cannot be played, the, the suckers game, the suckers game, no, the, the game that can't be played. <laughs> Good luck trying to do figure out what we're doing because we're going to be talking about the most. Interesting or horrifying or Horri- just horrifying? It's definitely horrifying. horrifying. Horrifying, almost apocalypses. Yes. Now, you mean almost apocalypse? What? What the heck's that? <laughs> so let, let's give you an example. And the one example we both have: mm-hmm. Jurassic Park. Yes. They Man. brought motherfucking dinosaurs back, people. <laughs> let me break down Jurassic Park for you. Man finds sap. Man starts eating sap. Man discovers there's a mosquito in this sap, and then man creates dinosaurs. <laughs> yes. The implications of dinosaurs being back in the world has horrifying. Not to mention the fact that you're able to get dino DNA from a fossil, which is a stone. I don't know how you get dino DNA from a stone. Does that mean that stones have DNA? I think the implication is that it was preserved perfectly preserved. It's not like a. St- it's not like, like a regular fossil. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. just yeah. It's like been preserved, there, so it's meat in there basically. Fair enough. That's all right. Did that yeah. mosquito eat all the ferns? Because they have dinosaurs, they have Jurassic plants as well that they've managed yeah, to I've make. Yeah, n- I have no idea. Anyway, well, actually, no, actually, no. Sorry, in Jurassic World, they actually um, point out that 
they um splice DNA from a whole bunch of other places. Mm. So it looks like the dinosaurs you think they are. Uh, that's why they're not feathered. Yeah, that's not what. That's not why yeah, they're not in, they said that in Park as well. That's why the T Rex is able to reproduce because she was a male. They they made all male all female T Rexes, yeah. and they used a frog that can change sex at will. So it became a male fe- male T Rex and female T Rex. That's why they're able to breed. And that, that also comes back in the world where like oh yeah he can turn invisible now. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> the Indominus Rex. <laughs> Let's take all the best possible aspects of a primary predator and then make it imbeciles. Yeah. And that's why it's a potential apocalypse. Apocalypse, yes. <laughs> so that sort of stuff. No, 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 not, not, a, not a potential apocalypse. A potential apocalypse. I'm not calling it that. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> I, I, a man has to draw a line somewhere, <laughs> Zach. A man's got to draw a line. Fine, fine. So the be- the most terrifying potential apocalypse is not movies about apocalypses, not books about apocalypses that we manage to avoid. So none of this Armageddon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no- nothing like that. Like, oh, yes, all that we live through. Like, for example, Day of Tomorrow, where we just live through the apocalypse. Unless you lived in Australia, in which case it was a little bit wet. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> the line is like, whoop, goes around Australia. Yeah. No, um... You know, these are like things that are not apocalypses but have the potential to become one very quickly yes yes so did you want to go first with your as, as your your example I've got Mass Effect now we're not talking about the Reapers no that is an apocalypse that's a definite apocalypse the bad example yeah. the Reapers we're talking about the very technology of Mass Effect plasma guns no the Mass Effect fields uh huh so not psionics no, that's a di- <laughs> that's a different problem entirely. And actually, actually, no, it's not. It's the same problem. Okay. Because bionics affect Mass Effect fields. Sure. Now, for those who haven't played Mass Effect, Mass Effect fields are... Or those who played and just forgot all the important yeah. details, like me. <laughs> it, it manipulates gravity, specifically the weight of something. Like, mm-hmm. how Star Trek travel is it reduces the weight of a starship to like 0.0001 of a gram or some shit like that. Yep. And then this allows, because of being, you know, basically lighter than a gram, mm-hmm. um, basically it allows it to travel like, you know, like 87% of the speed of light or something. Some ridiculous and number. <laughs> very fast. You're yes. able to travel very fast. And then it slowly gains weight to decelerate. Mm-hmm. The last thing you hear on a spaceship normally is immediate deceleration in process. I have a, I have an issue. As a physics, as a physics yeah. doctor, I have an issue with that. The faster you go, the more mass you gain. So if you're actually trying to slow down, you want to get lighter. <laughs> I'm just putting yeah. it out there for anybody. Alternatively, the mass effect feels basically like... They fix with, that. Yeah, yeah, fuck with gravity anyway. So yeah. like, you know. um, but last thing you normally hear is deceleration in process. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that normally means they're about to go from 1 to 100 very quickly. <laughs> uh, and you get turned to dust mm. immediately. Right. So the Mass Effect fields, as as you were trying to put it before, they're just gigantic cannons. Yes. Just like... <laughs> fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so if you had, if you have many gigantic space cannons, and in Mass Effect 2, don't they blow up a Mass Effect relay and it blows up a whole sector? Yeah, you, you blow up one of the Mass Effect relays, that sector is in a... Ha- in a in a uninhabitable? Uninhabitable, thank you. Why is it uninhabitable? Is it like it a... It just wrecks house. No, but like, is it a gas? Is it just all the planets are wiped out? Um, I think it's the energy it releases basically purges... Oh, uh, okay. Like, it basically purges life. And the, so the, these Mass Effect relays are just all over the galaxy. Yeah. If we were to blow up one near Earth, mm-hmm. would that wipe out Earth? Yes. So there's two issues there. They're a giant cannon, and also they can be destroyed by a person. Yes. 
Well, I mean, like, to be, <laughs> it's not like you can like plant a charge on one mm-hmm. and be you know, like you know fly away and hit it. No, mm-hmm. no, no. It, it takes some doing to destroy one. Yep. But it's not impossible. It's not like it's nowhere near impossible. So, like, is it just one team of people? Like, is it no- the Normandy that that number of people that blow up? I've ne- I haven't done that mission. I just know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's basically Commander Shepard and crew. Okay, so about twelve people could blow up massive factory. Like, is what you're saying? <laughs> With a ship, yes. Yeah. So twelve. Let's say Krogans who have been sterilized by the Molans. Molans? You're thinking of Morlin, yes. who is the, the Salarian Doctor. There you go. So, uh, come on. <laughs> I don't know these names. <laughs> so the Krogans, who are very upset about being sterilized by the Salarians, could potentially go to the Mass Effect Relay near the Salarian homeworld. Yes. Twelve of them. Let's give the Krogans 36, because some of them aren't the brightest. Yeah. <laughs> and they have big ships. So the Krogans have massive ships. Kind of, yeah. 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 Well, let's say one ship goes to a Mass Effect Relay mm-hmm. and blows it up to destroy the Salarians. Yep. I don't think there's actually um, a relay near, like, right next to any of the homeworlds. Mm-hmm. Can you move the Mass Effect relays? I don't think it's ever been done. So it, they, they mess with gravity. They're not, they're not on a black hole or anything. No, 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 no. They're just floating space stations, basically. Okay, so they have mass. Yes. A battle fleet of Krogans <laughs> move a Mass Effect relay right to the Salarian homeworld. You see, this is a very dangerous precedent. Mm-hmm. Because no one wants to fuck with a Mass Effect field because it, it shuts down all travel. Mm. Like the big complaint about um number three, yep, is that all the Mass Effect relays blow up. Okay, like across the the universe. Yeah, so yeah, there's no more fast. Oh, there's no more super speed travel. Yeah, and it's also implied in number two that that destroys a sector. Uh huh. So pretty much, you destroy the galaxy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, isn't it? In three, you have three choices, and, it's, and it's all of and every single one they blow up the arm. Yeah, yeah uh, that's fine. But is it my the what, synthetic life, artificial artificial life, regular life, and a combination of the two? Yes. But wouldn't synthetic life then just shut it down, not blow it up? Isn't that a bit different? Every single one explodes. Huh. Well, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's go into your canon theory then. We'll, we won't get into my theory yeah. of moving Mass Effect relays and destroying planets. Yeah. See, the Mass Effect relay is effectively just a giant fucking cannon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, it points in one direction and you go in there and you send it. Yep. This is horrifying. <laughs> well, especially if it doesn't decelerate properly. Yeah. If you just shoot, let's say, because again, the faster you go, the heavier you are. And the Mass Effect relay, you, you, you modify it, something happens where you be put in a bullet, a regular bullet, and you aim it at the Solarian homeworld because you're a Krogan and you hate Solarians. Yep. And then you just shoot it out of the relay. And then at the end, it doesn't slow down and oh, it gets e- faster and faster be- and faster and faster, gaining more and more mass. Even better, a bucket. A bucket? One ass, one regular bucket. Okay. Because as it's going along, it's going to collect dirt. Space dust, yep. Now, that bucket's going to stop. Mm-hmm. But that space dust is still going to go at the speed of light. <laughs> <laughs> Why would the bucket stop? Well, presumably because it, it, like, whatever at the other end stops it. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Presumably, but that, that dirt isn't going to stop. Well, I'm, I'm assuming in the situation where you've mo- you have to have modified the relay that, yeah. that it doesn't slow down whatever it is. Because to slow down the Normandy properly, you need to have a force field. Otherwise, the whole ship would just, all the pieces would just fly off. Yeah. So it has, obviously has a force field around it, which slows you down. And increases your mass at the same time. Yeah, yeah. and it, it's applied um, that like the joke of a pilot is also like yeah, he has to manually aim and all that. Yeah, but yeah. Like, at the same time, that's still like that is a weapon of mass destruction, right there. Oh, yeah. Like there, there is a line that you um you, you um see a bunch of recruits being uh, talked to, mm-hmm. and they're talking about firing solutions for a uh, ten megaton warhead. Yep. 
And he's like, you do not eyeball it. What is, <laughs> what is Newton's second law of motion? Whatever is in motion will stay in motion. No, no, um, no points for half answers. <laughs> no, no. There's the next bit. Oh, right. I'm so like, well, that's the law, though. Yeah, no, there's the next yeah, bit. Yeah, and law. whatever is, is not in motion wants to stay not in motion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So when you fire something, mm-hmm. it continues on. Yep. Until, <laughs> until, it, hits until it hits something. <laughs> this means that Sir Isaac Newton is the deadliest son of a bitch in space. And that is a direct Mass Effect quote. <laughs> that's good. So when you fire something out of a cannon like that, mm-hmm. when it hits something, mm. GG. Yeah, it, it's over. <laughs> yeah, so that is a terrifying situation. I do have a counter to that, though, which makes it not, it's not quite as terrifying. As an individual, that's terrifying. As a species, we're already, on, we're already on other planets. Fair point. However, once your system of government... Like, for example, what if you just get cut off from the rest of the galaxy? Mass Effect 3, for example. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, then you every sector gets to rule itself. Yeah, but that, that's the problem. Like, you've basically... You haven't destroyed a species... Mm-hmm. But you have destroyed galactic society. Isn't this the just using it as a cannon? Not shutting everything down? Yeah, but, but that's the thing. Like, what if, for example, you accidentally blow it up? What if, what if for example, you accidentally blow up the Citadel? Mm. Like, yeah, from firing like a Mass Effect thing at that. Yeah. Well, not like, yeah, It's like, not a good time. Yeah, 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 these things have a potential to be a terrifying apocalypse. Yeah, no, that, that is a, that's definitely a situation I would not want to find myself in yeah. if I was a spacefaring person. Oh, God, no, yeah. No. Well, that, that's yeah, but that, that's a pretty good one. That's, I would say Jurassic Park's a little bit more terrifying just because it's more personal. Yeah. To me, like a, a dinosaur in my face and dinosaurs ruling the Earth is more personal than we blew up the Earth. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though it's more terrifying to have a, a pineapple <laughs> So I'm going to provide my first choice. Okay. Flubber. All right. <laughs> yes, love of the 1997 Robin Williams machine about a green goo that is just very bouncy. Hmm. Now the issue is Flubber, Flubber's specific properties and abilities is that the more it bounces, the faster it goes, the more speed it picks up, which is obviously, but it doesn't have a high-end cap. The only way he's able to catch it is because he manages to put put a baseball glove on and try and catch it, which creates a huge amount of steam, and that's from bouncing around a room for about two seconds. Yes. So I put Flubber in a reinforced steel cage or into some kind of, you know, the, the, make a box out of the materials the plain black box is made out of. Yep. Throw Flubber in and just let him grow like crazy. He'll create infinite, he'll, be, he'll become infinitely massive because inf- the faster you go, the more, yeah, more you yeah. get. So he'd hit infinite speed, break out of the box and just be so heavy that it would crush and destroy the, the planet. No, here's what happens. <laughs> this is a more terrifying scenario. Mm-hmm. He keeps on like bouncing around in there. Mm-hmm. Eventually, he just becomes so heavy that he's gonna like the box is gonna cr- crumple inside of him, mm-hmm. and then you know, he's gonna keep on bouncing and just keep on gaining things. Yep, he's gonna become a bouncing black hole. He's gonna become a katamari. <laughs> 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 That's a horrifying implication. <laughs> so he's gonna basically he's gonna become a black hole, is it, and just suck the Earth into the black hole, and then he's gonna hit the he's gonna hit Mars. He's gonna suck in Mars. He's gonna hit <laughs> because now it's apparently a catamari. They're just planets stuck together. <laughs> what happens when he hits Jupiter? Is that gonna throw off his weight? Is no, he gonna be flung in a different direction? No, no. This is what happens. <laughs> he just sucks it in. Yep. 
So Flubber just basically becomes the universe. Everyone lives inside of Flubber. Yes, but here, here's, here's another more rather terrifying thing. Mm-hmm. Because someone's going to try not weaponize it, mm-hmm. but use it for infinite energy. Because yeah, that's, that's the first thing you do. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So he's going to build like 12 machines that like basically just flubbers going up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. Up and, down, up and, down. Mm-hmm. and the government's going to hear about this because they're going to be like, oh, this, uh, um, <laughs> that house has doubled in weight in the last 20 minutes. Yeah. And eventually it's just going to, dis- like, that, that's going to cause bigger problems. Mm. He's going to try and mass produce yeah. flubber. Yeah. Yep. So flubber is basically just a horrifying. Uh, uh, it's a potential apocalypse because, yeah, we sure we, we catch it and we manage to use it to play basketball because that's the most effective use of that technology, I'm sure. But <laughs> we're going to play basketball when we could be destroying the planet with that kind of thing. Yeah. Still, I think dinosaurs. I think no, Jurassic Park is probably worse. No because, no, because Black Hole is worse. Like, Black Hole is worse than any dinosaur. Is it though? Black Hole seems like it'll be fast. No. Like you, you go, you, you sucked in, and then you just because, spaghettified. You know, because it won't be the f- because we won't all go at once. Because that's being starts to gain mass. Yep. So, so Australia will be safe because we're on the other side of the world. Yeah, we'll or, be the last country. Alternatively, on the the as it goes through the core. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm imagining that the black hole uh, he manages to hit critical mass inside the pl- center of the Earth. Yeah, that's general. Because like, he'll he'll keep on going. Like he'll keep on. Go- he won't stop. He'll mm. keep going. Mm mm. Which means he might just go straight through Earth and leave us as like basically a crust. Well, maybe like that he, he he leaves Earth. Like he'd probably leave Earth and then he will start pulling Earth with him in his own gravitational pull. Yeah, see, we'll still be alive for that. Yeah, that's oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not only that, we won't have because we won't have any atmosphere anymore. Like that would be just destroyed. I think I would say probably we if we get hollowed out, we have nothing to like hold anything on here. Yeah, I suppose. Let's say he doesn't go through the core. Let's say he cuts off like a section. Even still, that's going to ruin our like gravity. Our tides and everything. It's, it's going to ruin a lot of things. It, it, we live on an apocalypse world then. Yeah. And like, let, let's assume that you can manage to maintain an atmosphere with just a large chunk of crust missing. Yep. Uh, <laughs> a large chunk of, chunk of mantles missing. Yeah. We, we still live in an apocalypse yeah. world. Oh, no, then, then we start following him away from the sun. And we start to freeze. Yeah. It's and then sl- the sun starts to come yeah, because a, of his weather. It's west. a slow death. It's a very slow... Oh, it, for some people, it's a very fast death. It's like, oh, it's cold. I'm dead. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> to get fucked oh my god there'd be a new equator because it would have to be the there would have to be a particular point where it is inhabitable zone it might be a very very small like a five meter wide line oh jesus <laughs> so anyone on that five meter wide line is golden everybody else is just dead jesus that's in yeah no we're, we're and you have lava on one side and just ice on the other because you've got the sun bleeding down on the same side all the time and nothing on the other side yeah no yeah no but it's a slow Mm. Cold paint, yeah. No, that's that's much more terrifying. <laughs> I should end it with a flubber. <laughs> no, no, no. I've got, I've, I, I've got the ending. Okay. Is yours Birdemic? That's an apocalypse movie. No, 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 no. Birdemic is not my ending. <laughs> All right. So, what's your next example of a pre- of a potential apocalypse? South Park. The South Park, the, the show about the kids and farts and everything. Specifically, the game. South Park on Nintendo 64 where you throw snowballs at people? And tr- and turkeys, yes. No. <laughs> South Park, um, Stick of Truth. Okay. See, South Park, Stick of Truth. You start playing uh, basically D&D, but laughing. You start laughing, basically. Sure. Yeah. That makes Live sense. action role playing. Yep. Well, your kid's playing Imagination. That's yeah. And then Nazi zombies show up. I'm sorry, what? Well, well, then aliens and Nazi zombies show up. Sure. 
Go on. <laughs> and, and then the undead show up and then it spirals from there and they become agents. Yep. Here's the thing, though. You've killed people. A lot? A lot. Okay. With toy weapons. Uh, how, what kind of weapons are we talking when we say toy weapons? Okay, so one of the weapons I use constantly mm-hmm. is a bouncy ball. Bouncy balls are dangerous. We've talked about Flubber. The faster you go, the more match you get. Yeah. Is a toy bow and arrow. Okay. So these kids are basically lacing their weapons with actual, their fake weapons with actual metal. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. you get farts. Well, farts stink. That makes sense. That can crack stone. Okay. That's scary. <laughs> <laughs> How do they crack stone? Resonant frequency. Uh-huh. So it's not a pressure thing. That's the next one. Okay, good. Good. So basically farts are just deadly. Yes. Well, I mean, they, you exist in this world and we still manage to live pretty okay. Yes, that's because I'm lazy as fuck. And so are these kids. Okay. So the kids don't really do much with it. They just continue their game and they yes. end with it. But, that yeah. think about it. A place where your sphincter... Mm-hmm can bring down buildings yeah that's that's not a good time <laughs> now take that to the next logical extreme mm-hmm. what if someone managed to a amplify that mm-hmm. and be found the resonant frequency of the earth yeah yeah that's a that's, that's a bad time. you're creating a um uh, an earthquake mm-hmm. but here's something else mm-hmm. there are different classes in south park stick of true yeah sure one of these is the Jew class. Sure. That, yep. Classic South Park. Yep. Uh, otherwise, not because this is Cartman giving you the classes, so, you know, yeah. the racist bastard. Um, in most other games, it's known as the cleric. <laughs> right. Right, because, you know, it has divine powers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can summon a plague of frogs, a death plague, <laughs> lightning, sure, and a horde of locusts. Right. So magic is real is basically what you're getting at. Yes. Uh-huh. Well, that's just terrifying. <laughs> that's not a good time to be in at all. The world is going to end by locusts. Yeah. The, the almost apocalypse here is the fact that these kids have access to basically doomsday tech. Yeah, no, that's... Uh, yeah, no, look, that's that's fair enough. But that is that a, that's a quick death, though. The world explodes. Someone gets raised in frequency of Earth. The Earth shatters and everyone's dead. Okay, here's... But what if someone raises an undead army? Well, the Earth shatters and everyone's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, it's not, that is that is a scary one. That's terrifying. <laughs> I want to the Mass Effect ones are more scary than that. <laughs> yeah, well, this is solely our plan. Mm. Like Mass Effect is end of orga- all organic life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty bad. Yeah, that's scary. All right, so that would bring uh, my next one. There was Ratatouille. Oh boy! <laughs> Please explain. <laughs> I think we're having a different time. We were looking at this very differently. <laughs> <laughs> so in Ratatouille, we learn a very, very important fact, and that is that all rats are just as intelligent as humans. It's not just—it's not just the one. It's not just that one rat whose name I've forgotten. I don't think it's Ratatouille. No, it's Ratatouille. It is Ratatouille. It is Ratatouille. Okay. Well, it's not just Ratatouille is intelligent. He has an entire intelligent family. Really? He has intelligent friends that are inside the restaurant already. Huh? Have you seen Ratatouille? I have not. Okay. I shouldn't trust you on the name of the rat then. <laughs> it's Ratatouille. Sure. We'll g- I'm going to call the rat Ratatouille. But in the movie, so in the movie, his family lives inside, initially lives inside a, a farmhouse, and they steal food because that's easy for them. Yep. Ratatouille wants to make delicious food. 
He has aspirations. He has goals. And he speaks English or French. It's not really clear. <laughs> Maybe Italian. Okay. <laughs> but it's English for us. <laughs> so he goes to the big city and he wants to learn to create the food. So he goes to the restaurant of his mentor, of his, of his celebrity, his idol. And he basically joins the restaurant under this little under the soup under the kids, kids hat. Yeah, the kids hat. hat. Yeah, yeah. So this rat is intelligent enough to do that. And then when they find out the restaurant's going to be shut down or commercialized, he c- contacts his rat friends and says, "Hey, I need your help. I need you to get rid of the boss of this restaurant." And they do it in a kid-friendly way. They attack the restaurant. They throw him, they throw him out on his head, and <laughs> Linguini takes over the restaurant. Now, there's a lot more rats than people. A lot more rats than people. <laughs> And they're all intelligent. Maybe you have 10% that are intelligent. That's still more rats than people. <laughs> now these rats, at the moment, they're happy just living as scavengers. But Ratatouille got aspirations. And he was the first. What if the next one comes along and says, like, oh, Ratatouille opened a restaurant, or he, he runs this restaurant. I'm going to open a restaurant down the street. Oh, I'm going to open a restaurant down the street. I'm going to open a steelworking factory because that's a really interesting thing for me to do as a rat. And that grows and grows, and then there's eventually a rat government. The rats take over a small island, and they start a war. Because why not? They're rats. (laughs) They don't care. (laughs) Eventually growing to the point where rats basically just take over the world. They wipe out all humanity because they can eat us very quickly. Sorry, did you say the main character's name was Linguini? Yes, (laughs) I did. This is a stupid movie. It's a very dumb movie. <laughs> but yes, a terrifying rat apocalypse, if you will. Linguini! <laughs> yes. You would actually like this movie. It's very dumb. And the, the, the idol character is a very large chef. And the, the person who's running the restaurant after he dies is a man who's trying to use that very large chef as an icon by dressing that very large chef in a traditional... Uh, Asian attire to sell noodles and then in traditional Mexican attire to sell Mexican food (laughs) it's very silly but it has its underlying premise that rats are going to take over the world probably next week because this one time they managed to realise that 50 of us can take out 5 humans I'm sorry can we just go back to the fact that it's Linguini (laughs) yes we can he's got a very big nose Okay. <laughs> so a world where rats are intelligent. That's my... Yeah, no, but, but in all sorts of ways, that is terrifying. Like, that is going to happen. Yeah, plus also they can go... Like, rats in and of themselves are intelligence on like an animalistic level. Mm-hmm. Like they go through walls, they basically scavenge away from... Yeah, yeah, like. yeah. And they're found, in every, they're found in every building. There was a rat in the skyscraper next door to us. Wow. Rats are everywhere. Okay. All right. The next one I have mm-hmm. is Watch Dogs. Watch underscore dogs? Yes. Yes. And Watch Dogs 2. Watch underscore dogs squared? Yes. Is that, I, I've never actually seen the logo no, of Watch Dogs 2. Watch that'd dogs, be amazing. It's Watch Dogs 2. Damn, that'd be amazing. It's a tiny little square. Now. Spoiler, 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 spoiler for Watch Dogs. Also spoilers for um Flubber. Yeah. <laughs> they play basketball. Yeah. <laughs> so... At the end of Watch Dogs 1, mm-hmm. you confront the big bad. Sure, as, as tends to happen in games. That makes sense. And he has no electronics on him. There are no electronics in the room, mm-hmm. apart from a single camera. And you can't do anything. There's no, like, 
You can't actually get to him. You can't do anything. Right. However, when you open up your CTOS tracker and all that, so that shows all CTOS stuff, mm-hmm. you notice he has a pacemaker. <laughs> okay. You hack the pacemaker. Sure. And you give the guy a heart attack. Not quite how pacemakers work, but that's fine. No, but... but they just keep your heart in regular rhythm. They're not yeah, no, but you have but you actively have to set the rhythm. Ah, okay, cool. Yeah, you set the rhythm. All right, of the well, heart. fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, because you, you have to program. It's like, please keep the heart beating at 110. That makes sense, yeah. Then, yeah. yeah. So you crank that bitch up to 200. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a, that's a fast heart. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And this is like a 60-year-old man. <laughs> All right, so that's one man, though. I, I don't have a pacemaker. You don't have a pacemaker. Probably no. 60% of people at least don't have pacemakers. However... There are a couple of implications here. Mm-hmm. So this man's pacemaker, a medical device, mm-hmm. is connected to the city operating service. Well, of course, you want to make sure. That, that, there's a logical reason. If you're if you've got a pacemaker and it shuts down, you want the ambulances to know. You may not be able to call the. You might not be able to call them because you're dying. Mm-hmm. Now these cities are connected to on a global scale. Well, I mean that's just that makes sense. You want to be able to report things to each other and yep. everything. So what if someone? hacked the CTOS database and that happens routinely often in yeah the no, that, that, that seems like the kind of thing that's happening pretty and regularly just every pacemaker connected to it mm-hmm. to 300 everyone with a pacemaker dies yes that's fine it's not really an apocalypse though. okay second thing mm-hmm. bank cards personal identities and all that mm-hmm. all wiped yeah, I mean that that's financial data economic crisis like that, that's definitely don't, don't <laughs> There is no economy. Mm. Like, gone. Yeah, cash becomes the issue, and then people no, don't no, have cash because yeah. everyone's got their bank cards in their no, hand. But you could tank, like, the value of cash mm-hmm. through, through use of this. Yeah. An, an economic crisis would become... But, become you know, it's not an economic, economic crisis would <laughs> imply that there is an eco- economy in crisis. Mm-hmm. With this, you could remove <laughs> the economy. <laughs> then we go back to a bartering system. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a scary time. It's not an apocalypse. At this, like, but then armies start happening wars start happening it will lead to an apocalypse yeah yeah that, 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 i guess but would the army fight if i was a soldier and i was no longer being paid and there was no record of me being a soldier i would just take all the weapons it, i could and go it, home it doesn't matter if one army if all armies fight mm-hmm. it only matters if one army fights yeah no that's, like, <laughs> that's the thing like <laughs> i think you're setting up for a militia style government area where every like a an old school, every city becomes its own yep. population. Next problem. Mm-hmm. What about the nukes? If you've wiped all the data, would you also wipe access to the nukes? What if you gave your own, only yourself access to the nukes? Well, then what are you going to do with that information, though? You fire the nukes. <laughs> I mean, that's one <laughs> thing. What are you gaining by firing the nukes? What are you gaining by destroying the economy? Oh, I've got a reason why you destroy the economy. And this is... I, I thought you were leading up to this. <laughs> okay. If if you say what I think you're going to say... What, what, do you think what, what do you think I'm thinking? Cake. No, I, was, I wasn't going down the path of cake. But... Now that you mention it, if you say economic reform, I am leaving. <laughs> I am getting out of here. No, no, that wasn't. That wasn't. I mean, I, I am trapped behind cables, but I will find a way to leave this room. <laughs> like last time when you crawled over everything to get out. You can't even do that this time. <laughs> no, so that wasn't my intention, but that is a side effect. <laughs> that you, I wasn't going to bring it up. It wasn't even meant to. It was just a, an unfortunate side effect. 
Because any economic reform is an economic reform. But as the person who acts it, you'll like this, you'll like this. It's not, it's not economic reform. It's not cake-based. I promise. I promise. I'm reaching not. for my bottle. <laughs> you are reaching for the bottle. No, so as the terrorist, I'm going to call them a terrorist because yep. that's what they are. Yep. They, you hack the news, you hack, you hack everything, you shut down the economy, so no longer are the cities capable of communicating with each other. And let's just okay. say you're in a country like Australia. Yep. And you want to shut down America so that Australia can become a powerhouse. Yes. Or that you can become a powerhouse. You can become a warlord. Okay. I'm, gl- I'm glad that you're taking your uh, hand away from the bottle. going away from the bottle. <laughs> so you shut down all the communication for every other city in the world because that way they can't communicate with each other. Okay, yep, yep, yep. And you send out a single, sim- a single signal. You're going to give everything to me. I'm your new ruler. I am now in charge of everything. But of course, you're not stupid. You don't put your face. You don't put it coming from you. You put it coming from Korea. You put the message out in Korean. That way everyone turns their weapons on Korea. <laughs> and you systematically wipe out the things that you find are a threat to you. And then at a certain point, if, you, you, if you're from Australia, for example, you point it at Australia, but you point it coming from Perth. Because they can nuke Perth. Who cares? Nuke Perth. Perth sucks. And you, so you just do that. And then it just comes out that you, cause you, you, you're, you're the best hacker in the world. You've managed to take down an entire world economy. So you, it's a connected, connected situation. Yeah, yeah. And you slowly just accumulate funds into you and your associates' accounts. You create all those things where, sure, the economy's crashed. The value of a dollar is worth nothing. But a loaf of bread costs $10 million? Well, I have $300 million. I can buy 30 loaves of bread. <laughs> and you just you slowly accumulate your own growth and just create yeah, your shell companies. The problem is, the person who, cr- who the problem who destroys, sorry, the person who destroys the economy mm-hmm. is not interested in power. In this situation, what about the next person? <laughs> but no, that, that's fine. <laughs> that's totally fine. That, that's a reasonable, that's a fair call. So you stop the nukes, you shut down all the nukes and you just leave it that way because you don't like having nuclear weapons that can be pointed at anybody at any time. Which then leads to people trying to access the nukes because they've, ac- they've lost access. Yeah. Setting all the nuclear weapons everywhere off at once. Therefore, causing the apocalypse. They're, they're causing the apocalypse. <laughs> because we have nuclear weapons stored here in Australia. We have nuclear weapons stored in New Zealand. There's nuclear weapons stored all over the world. Yeah. You hack in. You set them all to be set together. So as a as a countermeasure of don't try and arm your own nukes because you'll blow up the world. Mm. At which point you blow up the world like idiots. <laughs> but that's that's one potential apocalypse that's happening there. Did you, was there anything else happening in Watch Dogs? No, I mean, but basically it is the CTOS system that like literally everything gets connected to it, even things that really shouldn't be. <laughs> like a pacemaker should not be connected to a citywide operating system. I s- it's, it should though. No, see, what you do, like if you want to have like something where like, you know, if this pacemaker goes off and then mm. you just have the pacemaker set to like ping your phone to call um, triple zero. But then we have a situation now where if you're a pacemaker, I, I don't, I'm not a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> I am a doctor of physics. I'm not a doctor of medical doctor. I'm a doctor of pigeons. Pigeons have pacemakers. You, should yes. have, you can answer yes. this question. <laughs> when you have a pacemaker that, that's set, like you set it, and then your heart still goes into an irregular rhythm, you go to a doctor to get it reset. Yes. In the meantime, you're still suffering with the consequences of your heart being wrong. Yes. So wouldn't it be great if your defibrillator <laughs> pacemaker can pick up, oh, my heart's wrong. My, my The heart's wrong. Reports to the doctor's office. Hey, my heart, this heart's wrong. Can you do a quick scan? The doctor goes, oh, yeah, that it's slightly off. Let me just fix it. Saves you I, the I, I doctor's the, appointment. I wish to point something out to you. Mm. 
you know what they do now when uh, with pacemakers? They give them priority appointments? No, you, you go to the doctor saying, my heart is out of rhythm, mm-hmm. and then they just tap on the computer and reset it. Yeah, but it's, you've got to go to the hospital. You've got to get to it. You've got to make an appointment. You go to a GP. You've you got to make an appointment. The point is that you've yeah. got to... It's a time thing. If it's an hour, it's an hour. Yeah. An hour of suffering, an hour where you could yeah, but die. Yeah, but generally speaking, you report to the ER, mm. and um, they immediately do it better than that. Yeah. Like, I've seen the machine... It is basically a handheld <laughs> sort of like... <laughs> This is actually in real life. Mm-hmm. People can hack pacemakers because there's a wireless signal coming from them. Yep. I'm not saying that everyone can. I'm not saying every hacker can. It is a possibility that some people have. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And that's that is horrifying. But it's just a as a convenience thing at the moment. Yeah. I, as a con- ten years there's ago, there's the problem there. <laughs> as a convenience <laughs> thing, you've connected your heart to the entire city. But it's a perfect. I think that's a really good situation overall. Like, yeah, you're going to have one or two horrifying situations, but you might also have someone whose heart goes out of whack and immediately they have a heart attack. Fair enough, yeah. And, so and you don't know who that's going to be, so everyone can just... Yes. But at, at the speed of a computer can go, oh, wrong, hello, help, and they see, oh, yeah, you're definitely wrong. Here, tap, 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 back in. Done. Yeah, but at the same time, there are so many ways that can go wrong. There are, but we're hoping about a world where hopes properly. <laughs> Wasn't well, there robots? I think I seem to recall something about robots. Yes, but like uh, because uh, robots are the bigger threat. Yeah, but here's the thing: the robots are trash cans, and like ah, like there are automated forklifts and all that. Like they're not at the level of <laughs> you do build one robot, mm-hmm. and that robot does hide an EMP at one point. Uh huh. By the way, spoilers for that. Um, <laughs> because when you, because we we very briefly touched on Watchdogs before yeah. in our Robocop and Watchdogs episode, if there's automatic forklifts, you can create a forklift apocalypse. Yeah. And that's that's probably even more terrifying than the economy crashing, because sure there's no money. We have to go back to a person-to-person bartering system, which is going to create a lot more prostitution. But that's not really that important. <laughs> but you you're going to work. It's a perfectly normal day. You look on the road. There are 500 forklifts just driving down the street. Yep, you're screwed. <laughs> Empty driverless forklifts that nobody has any control of except one man on the other side of the world who wants to cause absolute maximum carnage. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what that forklift does? 500 of them drive up to a skyscraper. They they put their little prongs in and, flip and they flip the skyscraper. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. So you got anything left on your list? I have one last one. And this one, I wanted to just, I wanted to put this as an actual, this is a terrifying, definitely going to happen apocalypse. Just we didn't oh, yep. see it. Monsters, Inc. Oh, yes. So for anyone who hasn't seen Monsters, Inc., it's a world of uh, in another dimension full of monsters. Mm-hmm. And everything in their uni- in their dimension is f- fueled by screams. Their cars, their buildings, everything. Scream power. Yes. Of small children. Mm-hmm. Now, we find out at the end of Monsters, Inc. that laughter is actually the more powerful solution. Laughter is ten times as powerful as a scream. Yes. And monsters are actually quite adept at making people laugh, it turns out. Yeah. Mike, Mike is amazing at making kids laugh. Mike Wazowski. Mike Wazowski. <laughs> Billy Crystal. What a man. <laughs> So that creates infinite power, or an infinite power source for the monster world. Not in the sense of flubber of infinite power becomes infinite mass. No, 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 <laughs> in the sense you, of... You have the ability to harness. Yeah, you'll power. never ever run out of power, which solves a lot of problems. So yes, some people are going to be put out of jobs. There's going to be a minor amount of economic reform. Minor amount. <laughs> but it's going to result in much more expansion of the, of the monster universe. <laughs> Daniel's going for his drink again. <laughs> You're going to have people who... The monsters are going to be able to explore the oceans. They're going to be able to explore everything. Their entire... Let's just say they have a planet. They're going to fill their planet with monsters. 
and they're going to be able to progress their technology even even further oh, yeah, than yeah, it is yeah. now. And they're going to run out of space. Like eventually, you just run out of space. No matter the resources you have, you will run out of space. And so, what do they do? Well, we know a place where everybody knows my name, and it's in <laughs> it's a bar in Boston. So we should go there. <laughs> <laughs> so they made, they make a portal to the Cheers bar and they hi everybody. The side effect of Monsters Inc is that they think humans are toxic. Yeah. And at the end of Monsters Inc, we also learn humans aren't toxic. No, in fact, it, you know everything is fine. Yeah. So they come over to the human world, and they just set up shop here. Yeah. And because they can do it invisible, they're stronger than us, they're faster yeah. than us. And like, if we learn in Monsters University that our weapons are dangerous to them, but there's a lot of monsters who they wouldn't be dangerous to. Yeah. Like, Randall. Randall could come across and we would just never see him coming. Ultimate assassin. Unless he sneezes. <laughs> <laughs> and so, the monsters come here and they already treat us like cattle. Like, they treat us like we're nothing. Like, the, before the laughter, they would come into our homes, they would scare us, and they would leave. Yep. So they come here, they, they decide, we're going to take over Earth. And they enslave humanity. And we... Yeah, there is nothing we yeah, can do about absolutely it. Absolutely not. Like there's, there's not the fact that we can open up a door to anywhere. Yeah, like, and it's not even just oh, we just close off this portal. It's literally any door in any home. Yeah, so we remove doors. Like that, that's a that's a reasonable thought. The, yeah, but it, it all there's comes down doors to doors everywhere. Yeah, it comes <laughs> down to what you define as a door. Even a front door, like cupboard. Yeah, uh, we never seen evidence of a cupboard, but sure, yeah, you can do no, a no, cupboard. They come out of cupboards at some point, do they? Yeah. Whoa, <laughs> I didn't know that. I yeah, that. Like, Doors in general, and also like, of course, the, of course, they come out of covers. They come out of wardrobes. I'm an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> but like, think about it. It wouldn't take that long to make it to turn it into a door. No, or a window. Mm. And so they just do doors now because doors make sense. Yeah, car doors, plane doors. Exactly. <laughs> an air, an air fighter jet door. They have to get out of. Like, once you, if you have ability to go between two doorways. Mm-hmm. You are set. Yeah. I just realized they could shut down all military power overnight. They go through and it, it would take a number of years, but they create the doors for fighter jets. They create the doors for tanks. Oh, they create the yeah. doors for everything. And they in one in one fell swoop, the monsters take over all the military power in the world. So they don't even need to do that. You open up the door to the nuke, mm-hmm. set it on a two second timer, set it off and jump back through the door. Oh no! You don't. Want, they don't want to destroy humanity. That's the. They need humans for their infinite power. Yeah. But they enslave us. It's not hard to do. Yeah. And you know what? That it works on screams. So it works on laughter at this point because of course it does. So they enslave us. We can't laugh anymore. That's fine. You know. It's, you know what's really effective at making people scream? Torture. Yeah. Endless torture for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> torture and mating. <laughs> Some people's ideal world: mating and torture, mating and torture. Horrifying. <laughs> so I think of those Flubber and Monsters Inc. are the worst too. I do have one more. Okay. Is it Pigeon Boy? Because so far I've had no evidence of pigeons. So imagine you are two, let's say privates. Sure. A privates in the army. Okay. Okay. I am two privates. So yeah. there's private one, private two, both me. You're at a nuclear bunker, like with one of the missile silos. Sure. Like one of the furthest out from your country mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right you basically your job is to wait till you see the um like the enemy fire the missiles and if they do without confirming orders or anything you immediately fire the missile okay <laughs> so, that is like, so if there's a rumor of a missile being fired you fire your missile like, you, you have like the early warning systems and all that mm-hmm. you see a missile on your screen you fire the missiles yep <laughs> i can see where this is going 
one day, that missile, it's like if there's a missile incoming, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you fire the missile. Uh-huh. Thereby setting off nuclear war. Yep. Now, what if I told you this actually happened? I'd believe it because I know it happened. Yeah. <laughs> in Russia, in fucking Siberia of all places. Isn't it in the height of the Cold War as well? Yes. Yep. Yep. In the height of the Cold War. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, basically, two Russian, free, it was three Russian dudes, actually. Mm-hmm. This sounds like a bad start of a bad joke. Three Russian dudes walk into a bar. <laughs> We're in Wojciechowski yeah. for vodka. They see a whole bunch of missiles coming towards them. Mm-hmm. Two of them, like, shit, we gotta fire a missile. It's the third one who saved the world. Yep. He took it, he looks up out of the hatch. It's like, oh, it's a bunch of pigeons. <laughs> was he reprimanded? No. That would have been a great end to that story. <laughs> He was not <laughs> reprimanded. But it happens more often than you think. Mm. Bears have tripped the senses. That's amazing. Fucking snow <laughs> in Russia has tripped the senses. <laughs> the world should be over so many times. You want to talk near apocalypse? Mm-hmm. During the Cold War, we lost fucking Tomahawk missiles. Lost? They were on the ship one moment. Uh-huh. And they were gone the next. Right. Three days later, they showed up on the ship again. How? We don't know. So we just lost We just lost track of them. Yes. They were never moved, bro. That's the thing. No one moved them. That's the best. Think about that. Like, <laughs> the amount of close calls during the Cold War is insane. The amount of close calls now is insane. Yeah. Did you... Like, did you like, this is going to be real world talk. Now this is fun time. In America, when it was in the 50s, they dropped a bomb on themselves that was armed and ready to go. And the only reason it didn't go off was because of a faulty firing pin. Wow. Two bombs. Wow. Off one plane. Oh. <laughs> and there's a sign that just says there was a minor nuclear incident here. A minor nuclear mishap. They nearly destroyed themselves. Yeah. So that, that, that's the most terrifying for me. The reality. Most, reality. Yeah. It's the most terrifying. Like, f- f- feel all like this, you know, like monsters. It's like mm-hmm. the fact that we have been killed almost by our own incompetence so many times. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's one more. This makes me laugh whenever oh. I think about it. No, not not. this is for the nuclear weapons thing. <laughs> In a recent test of uh, competence, yep. there was a, a review of all the nuclear weapons and the, nuclear situ- like the nuclear situation at America. Mm-hmm. The man in charge of the nuclear weapons, uh, there was a chain oh, of command. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> got so drunk in Russia that he wanted to he wanted to play with the Beatles cover band at a Mexican restaurant, and they would not let him. He got really annoyed about this. Yeah, he was mad about this. Had there been a nuclear war at that stage, I don't think that the weapons would have been fired. No, no. But following on from that, there was also a man. Uh, one of the other people in the chain was in a casino using counterfeit chips. And got caught out by the pit boss. You have to be amazing at lying. <laughs> you have to be. You can't be the kind of guy who's like, you got me, sorry. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. I but mean, ha- most, most of the ratings out actually got minus C. Yeah. And the one, one of the ones that got a failure was ones who accidentally loaded onto a plane, just a, a random plane, four nuclear missiles. And just sent them on their way. And they were left on the runway, completely unguarded, for a day and a half. Yep. How? <laughs> well, I mean, like, like I said, Tomahawk missiles mm. won't move for three days. <laughs> that one I kind of understand. A, a little bit. I really do understand that one. You're on a ship. 
it's unlikely they're going to go anywhere. <laughs> That's a different thing too. Hey, these, like, we're, we're packing up this, they're packing up the plane over there. Should we, like, we're watching these nuclear missiles, right? Yeah, we, we should be watching them. You're not, okay? You're not watching them. But you go, you go down, you're like, wasn't there nuclear missiles down there? Like, I'm sure there's nuclear missiles. Hey, uh, boss, do we have nuclear missiles down there? Yes. They're gone. Panic, 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 panic. That should happen once an hour. <laughs> it shouldn't be a once a day thing. Fair point. Anyway. And then, and then the plane arrives. You're unloading the stuff. You're like, unload, whatever. You you paid basically nothing. You're unloading things. That's that's fine. You drop everything off. The people come and they collect their stuff. And you go, hey, you guys taking the uh, missiles? You clearly ordered these because we packed them. <laughs> no, we didn't order them. What do I, I guess I'll just leave these here then. <laughs> I guess I'll just, I won't tell anybody. I'll just walk away from missiles on a runway. Yeah. <sighs> That's the most terrifying. Like the near misses we've had over the years. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give that one the like the rest are all outrageous. But if it happened, we'd be freaking out and panicking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is something we should be panicking about, and we're not. This is brown pants time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's wrap this up. Yeah. So thank you for listening. If you want to contact the show, you can send us an email at equippableallies at gmail dot com. Our website equippableallies dot com. On Twitter, you can tweet us your nuclear mishaps at, at @equippableally. And America, you can tweet. Uh, you can um send us. Wait, no, I fucked up. You did the website. I did Facebook. Website, yeah, Facebook, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and, and we can send us a message of the nuclear launch codes at our uh, uh, Facebook at slash equipment allies. Yeah, Donald Trump, we know, we know you're listening. We know you are. Thank you for listening. Just send us the codes. It's yeah. fine. Like, yeah. We won't tell anyone. Well, like, we won't tell anyone anything. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. But if you like our art, you can check out our artist. No, that's not the right one. We are doing a very bad job. If you like our opinions and we have interesting opinions on villainy, you can check out our other podcast, Evil Inc. If you want to hear more of my sultry, sultry voice, ladies. Hello. Hello. Oh my. Oh yeah. I'm part of YouTube channel, Don't Go That Way Gaming. Hey, Zach. Have you finished Undertale? I'm halfway through the pacifist route. I think I have to play the game a second time. What? What? To get the true pacifist ending, I think you have to play the game twice. Okay. I just beat the final boss. Nice. Fuck that guy. Hard? Terrifying. I'll, I'm going to show <laughs> you a picture after this. Mm-hmm. I'm having nightmares still. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. I, I have nightmares every time we record this podcast, but that's fine. That's, 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 that's just because of other reasons. Fair enough. <laughs> and if you like the art in our podcast, you can check out our artist at her, her website, newtegan.weebly.com or on Instagram at newtegan. And if you want to help us, word of mouth really helps. Yes, it does. So what I want you to do is find a friend. With that friend, load four misses onto a plane. No, that's <laughs> dumb. I want you to tie them to a nuclear bomb. That'd make much more sense. And tell yeah. them the bomb will go off if they don't listen to all of our stuff. All of it. All from of start it. to finish. From start to finish. Even the first episode with like, the weird background noises and things. All of it. Good stuff. <laughs> well, thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time. I've been Dr. Dangler, Doctor of Pigeons. Oh, yes. And I've been Dr. Zach, a Doctor of Physics. We'll see you next time. Goodbye.